podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey, Coach. Uh, welcome to the podcast today. Before we jump in, I would like to give a big shout out to our sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish, the number one shooting machine on the market. Bar none. They are awesome. They rock. Uh, mention Coach Unplugged. They'll give you $350 off. Um, those machines are sturdy. They, they will not break down. They were like my old explorer. They run, 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 run. Um, also go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. It's your one-stop shop for basketball coaches. Um, it's unlike anything out there. You know, you can join all these other courses, but I'm guaranteeing you don't get their cell phone number. You don't get one-on-one calls. You don't get, you know, Hey, Tuesday, I need to call with you. Um, that's what teach makes teachhoops.com different. We have everything you need to become a better basketball coach. Doesn't matter if you're youth, doesn't matter if you're high school, doesn't matter if you're college. We're here to help. We're here to mentor you through this great journey we call coaching. All right, let's head off to the podcast. So the rule is you have to stop. As soon as you see, as soon as he, if you get beat and you yell help, the offense has to stop and then you get to recover. So it teaches them and it can be whatever you want for coaches. Um, so it's just, it's a little bit of a twist, but I'm trying to teach them that you're going to get beat sometimes. Well, what are we oh, going to yeah. do when you get beat? Well, we need help. Someone's going to have to come over and stop the ball and rotate. Um, so that's what we do. It, 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 it's helped our communication, if nothing else. Um, but I love the, for the, those that are listening, not, I never start zigzagging in the corner. I always started in the middle of the court because okay. it gives the offense more space, which makes it harder for the defense. See, and we do it. You know, and then we'll have another group going down here. And what we'll do is we usually do two full rotations Yeah. on zigzag. And the first one, we just go – and if we do three rotations, we'll go 50% just to get their stance and work their footwork. Uh, the second, we'll pick it up. And then the third one is the offense can beat them. And then we always talk about running and getting it – get your get your nose on the ball, ahead of the ball – Sprint and get ahead, turn them. So it's it's nothing that anybody hadn't done. Now the next two drills are I, I think even if you're a man-to-man team, uh, this is how this is how we play. Okay. We do what we call and and the, the blacks are defense. I I've been I've been using this as, as defense instead. Okay. Um, okay. So it's called Offense one v one. It's called one v one cut. So just I'm yeah, just one versus one cut. Yep. And and this is a drill. We'll do zigzag and cut almost every day. The rest of the drills we don't always do, um, right? Because we don't we don't trap we don't pre- we don't tra- run our man trap that much. But regardless of it, even if you don't trap, this is a great defense because we try to we are a no middle team. So the offense is ahead. Their rule is, and we always start on this side. We got a, we got a group going here, and we do start in the corner here. Yep. Um, we start on the left side. This is great. You know, obviously the left hand. So the offense is about halfway between the block and the free throw line of the defense. is A, a step bit or two ahead, depending. Yeah. And we, we have them partner up with people of the same speed. Cause if, if there's one that's a lot faster than them, some kids can't catch. But anyway, this person is dribbling all the way down to the corner. And this person is trying to cut this person now. And I've used, um, and I wonder if I could reduce my screen. Oh, there it is. Okay. So I use this. Is there a way to get that off there? I'll try not. Okay. The second screen, 
they they made it all the way down to the corner. Now, okay. so you're live one-on-one defense, and uh, the defense cannot allow it middle. So if you look at that dribble right there, the defense has to get back up on the high side and cannot let them go middle. They have to turn them back. And you're, you're playing true one-on-one after that. Right. So, but let's say that the defense cuts them prior to the corner. Okay. The, the offense cannot turn in until the defense cuts them. Now, once the defense cuts them, it's live one-on-one. And then you have to teach this person has to get back up on the top shoulder to force them back this way. Okay. Now, and to me, it's a trust thing. Kids, kids have to learn to trust what you're doing. Right. And we tell them, hey, we know you have no help. The first couple of times, here's what will happen. This kid won't get high enough. They'll get straight line drive middle. Our young kids do all the time. Now, take a guess what happens next. So the next time they cut them here, now it's straight line drive there. So, you know, we try to get out, use our bodies, and and really try to control that dribbler and keep it on the side. Then we tell them, you're going to have some help later. And then, um, let's see, what did I say? You can't get straight line driven. And uh, like I said, we're a no middle team. So if we cut them right there, you know, that's our one-on-one drill. And we always try to play till the, you know, to the end. So you do this and zigzag just about every day. Yeah. We, this is really a bet. This is a great conditioner because we'll probably do one or two full rotations. So that's a 94 foot sprint and you're in a stance and then that's a 94 foot dribble and you're playing and then you do it again. It's, we do it and we do it pretty early in practice. Okay. So, and then we do, two versus one cut and trap. So now all we've done is we've added the two here, or you can put them there. Um, A lot of times full court man-to-man teams will put this person here like they're guarding the inbounder. But the key is, is this person has to have an act. It's the same rules for the, the offense. The offense can't do anything until they get cut. Obviously, you'd like to cut them here and trap them. Um, we, you know, the first couple of trips, the first day we do it, we let we kind of let them trap so they know. And then, <clears throat> then we do it more live. And, you know, here's the problem sometimes. One, one, you know, gets ahead and cuts and two doesn't seal it up and you get there. But this problem right here is the biggest problem that you'll have. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I showed that on the film is they get we cut here and then two overruns it because they don't break their feet down. So you have to so break the offense. Feet. And that's what can't happen is you can't have the offense beat two people. Cause then you're toast at that. Well, point. exactly. And especially, yeah, you're just wait, you're just wasting people here. So that's another one of our buildups. That's two versus one cut and trap. And then we play two versus two rugby. Uh, and, and sometimes we'll, even if we're not a pressing team, we'll do this and we'll start them in different places, but you have to pass. It's a, it's called in rugby, you have to advance by the run right. and all passes are backwards. Um, so we, this is really two on two advanced by dribble. Um, and you're still doing your cut drill. So, um, so, so you, you call it rugby. Why? Because you have you have to advance it by running or by dribble. You can only advance the ball by dribble. By dribble, all pa- okay. All passes yeah. are backwards. I think I've heard it called that. I think Brian McCormick calls it that. That's we call it rugby. 
Yeah. So, um, so, so, okay. So the rule is, yeah, yeah, that makes sense why you call it. But then, so offense can only move the ball forward by dribbling. Yes. And, and then, then, and then, then we have a rule that turns it in to true basketball. Uh, okay. And then, you, and then if I, if, if I can't dribble and I pick it up, then I have to pass it, obviously. You, yeah, you have to pass it and you have to pass it behind now. Um, okay. The kid, you know, and so the offense, the other offensive player has to know they rotate. But right. anyway, you're trying to, you know, you're trying to get it. And the guys, the key to me, the key is, and I, and I don't know if you're, I mean, I'm, we'll put this in the show notes so they can see the video, right? And everything. Yes, 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 uh, yes, yeah, yeah. We'll put these this in. This so. person, X1 right here, has to have an act. Because regardless, when you're doing cut drill or cut and trap, if one just sprints here and, and two can see them, you're, not, you're never going to get a trap. So they have to kind of turn their head, act like they're looking at one here. Right. Wait till they see two's numbers, and then you're coming and trying to trap from behind. You know, if they reverse the ball or whatever, we're going to, uh, you know, we're going to stay in it and try to get our traps. Now, and what can happen is if one gets beat, sometimes two's going to have to read and come and get him in front. And then what we do in all of our drills, um, and, and the kids struggle with this, but you, to me, you have to do this. We call it being able to seamlessly get out of the press and then play your man. So the goal of the offense is to get the ball inside the three-point line, kick it back out, and then it's live two-on-two. Two. Okay. And you're going to play to finish. And then, you know, the next group – you know, once it gets in there and it gets there, then the next group will kind of start and you'll get out of the way. So there's two on two rugby. We'll do three on three rugby as well. Okay. So very similar. Um, yeah. Yeah. Very, very similar. Uh, a lot of teams will do this. Uh, and this is a great drill for our offense as well. You know, we'll face guard right here, play a center fielder. And this um, works. And you're doing these to, for, to work on all three presses. Yeah, just to work on press. I mean, to me, it's great for our ball handling, um, right. you know, all that kind of stuff. Now, the biggest problem that we'll run into is three will get impatient and just run over here. We <laughs> we don't want them to ever see the track. Right. So they've got to kind of move up here and come in from behind. But then this is where the drill gets really good. And let me uh, – and I already talked to our guy at Wichita Collegiate. Um, I'll, I think I sent you his email, Mitch Fiegel at Wichita Collegiate. Mm -hmm. um, they run five in, five out every minute, 30, and they run full court. They, they run full court man, run and jump, switch. And so this is a drill that works this really well because a lot of teams will throw it back to the inbounder and then you got to get three up here on, on them. So he, he hockey shifts. He'd be interesting to talk to. Yeah, yeah uh, it's unbelievable. Um, but here – and then here's the – you know, we're still making them pass it backwards, but this person has got to get up and force this person to dribble. So if you're, if you're running a full court scramble defense, you've got to be in here and help, be ready to help on the dribble, but also we can't just let people, we just can't let people make open passes. So all, right. all we've done is added a player, um, and then it's still the same rules. Now you're three on three down here once it goes inside the three and on a kick out. So, mm -hmm. and then... I think if you want to truly press, you have to run this drill. This is a drill, and, and a lot of people run it anyway. But uh, three on four rotation. Um, and this is in the half court. This is in the half this court. This is half court. Okay. Yeah. So 
these guys are facing the coach um, and we, they can be anywhere they want. They're facing the coach. Coach throws it out. Somebody's got ball. Somebody's got, you know, basket backside. And then our rules are this. Um, our rules are this. Uh, you never guard consecutive passes. Um, so right here, if one takes two, one cannot take four. Right here, if two takes one and the ball goes over there, one cannot go take two. two. Uh, and then they've just got to be sprinting and jumping the ball. And what we do, this is a three-point shooting drill for us. When we first started doing it, um, if they made two, you, you had to stay behind a three-point line. Um, if they got two threes before you got three stops or something like that, you know, the other team had to do push-ups or whatever. But this is a frenzy drill. And the rule is whose rotation is it? It's the person that got there the fastest. Now we'll chew out kids that aren't running to the ball and stuff, but I think you got to run this drill a lot. I love that drill. Yeah. We'll even do that in the full court a little bit. Oh yeah. It's a, it's a great drill. And then now when we go four on four live, there are no rules. There are no rugby rules. So we'll do the same thing and press. Now we'll add the fourth person, but the rule I use is the offense and the defense. Um, what did I put? Uh, o four and D four stay in the front court until the ball crosses mid court. So it's not just a free for all for a layup you know, when you got everybody up there. So, and we'll try to. Oh, so know, they have to stay. Okay. They have to stay. Yeah. So you kind of got a protector. And then, and then the other thing is, is, is a lot of times make or miss, we'll go back the other way. Yeah. You know? They they cheat the drills is what happens. Oh, no doubt. You as coaches well, always had to think of it. Two well, steps. when I first started teaching press, I said, okay, let's go three on three and trap the first pass. Right. Well, we and then they of course threw the ball straight up the court the minute they got it and it was like this is not going to work this is not going to work so <laughs> and then you know and here's four on five rotation drill too just so you get the extra person in there and you know I I don't even know why I put that one in there but um you know and then I put um you know questions to ponder uh if you want to put it in the show notes yep I will you know, I, you know, when we, when are you going to press? Um, we press on dead balls and made free throws. And then, um, you know, live balls late in the game if we have to. Um, we're, we're just, we're not going to play full court. We're not going to press all the time. Um, I think you also have to decide if you're going to press on made field goals, where you're going to align your personnel. Because when we press on made, pressed on made field goals, um, our rule was whoever was back had to wait for the protector to cross their face before they could get up into action, you know? Um, and then let's see. And then here's the other thing you have to decide when you're going to get out of the press. Um, you know, obviously the other team's torching you. Um, there is a time, there is a time where your kids won't press. You know, I had that senior group I had, uh, we, we got second in state in the first quarter, they go, coach, our press isn't working. I said, have you really, have you really tried to press? They were running that two, two, one right. and afraid to get up on them. And they're just throwing the ball over the top. And I said, I said, I don't disagree. I said, but have you really tried, have you really tried to press? And they looked at me and they went back out there and did a pretty good job. You yeah, know, so, said, hey. so, so the issue so we track, so we, I have a rule that if you score on me three times in a row on anything, we're out of it. 
Um, okay. Okay. I have an assistant. I have an assistant doing that because I tell young coaches sometimes your intuition. Like I've, I bet two or three times this year I'll turn and say, "Hey, we need to get out of that." And one of my assistants will go. He goes, "Coach, we've stopped them seven straight times." Like the feel of the game. Maybe we did a couple bad things in the offense. Sometimes you're feeling over. Yeah, is it because it's not being run the way you want to run? Right. Yeah, and you're getting pissed. Yes, and it's like, well, no, stick with it. It's still working. It's like, okay. So I think if you can, if you can have some math behind getting in and out of things, it helps too. Um, yeah, yeah, the torching is like our kids, and here's the other thing: our kids want to press, right. but when the and I don't know what your uh, bonus rules are with the 18 minute half, but. When when we get our sixth team foul, we're out of it. Yeah, the we the bonus hasn't changed. We don't get any yeah. extra timeouts. It's it's yeah. cha- it definitely changed the game a lot. Um, the yeah. other thing that we'll do is a lot of times to start the third quarter, we'll take we won't press, um, and that's hurt us because sometimes late in the game we won't have enough team fouls. Right. <laughs> you got to watch that too. But the other thing that we'll do is we we'll get out of our press to start the second half because I know they've been in there writing up adjustments to it. Right. And, you know. Have you ever thought of going half court and doing something in the half court? Well, when we were a scramble team, when we were a scramble team, we would run in the first half, we would run what we called thumbs up and thumbs down. Right. You know, it'd be full. We Thumbs down was you trapped the first first entry pass. Yep. Thumbs up was you were going to jump them at half court. And the theory being, have you, did you read all Jim Laranaga's stuff? I haven't read it all, no. Okay. His deal was you can help your kids defensively with them in front of you in the first half. He liked to go more full court scramble in the second half because he can help them there. Right. So you can help them on, on their rotations. It's hard to help them on their rotations when you're running full court defense in the first half. So – Oh, that's a good idea. Because the defense of that. is all the way at the other end of the court. Yeah. Um, so oh, I love that. That's a yeah. golden nugget there. I never thought about that part because they're right in yeah. front of you. Yeah, and and I'll be honest with you. When I when I was in high school, and I don't know how old are you? I was. Uh, I'm old. I'm fifty three. Okay, I'm fifty one. I graduated in eighty seven, and I don't know what the rules were like. We had most gyms had one clock. Uh, we, had, we had two clocks. We jumped the ball, though, for the old people. Well, we and, did, too. Know, we we jumped the ball until I was a junior. Yeah. But the other thing was is you got to pick – the visiting team got to pick what end they warmed up on. So, did you – so, our deal was our coach wanted our us facing the clock in the fourth quarter. So, that was always a big deal. And even yeah. at home, you try to pick – try to not let the other team pick where they warmed up. Well, that's interesting. And, and I'm not totally, I'll be honest with you, I would rather have the defense in front of me like the NBA in the fourth quarter because then you can coach your defense and then you can talk to your point guard on the way up coming back. I think I think high school basketball is harder to coach in the fourth quarter than the NBA. Yeah, I think so too. I, I mean, not and, and granted, you're <laughs> – for for those reasons, not necessarily, uh, right. because we know you know. Um, but anyway, and then I, I think more questions is I think you have to decide: Are you going to de- you know? Do you want to deny the inbounds pass if you're playing the one two one one? You know, really really good kids can can go steal it at times, but more often than not, 
it gets you out of your press and you're just scrambling all over the place. Um, you know, the other reason you might want to deny the inbounds pass is to get the tempo up so you can, you know, you're going to get beat over the top. Maybe you want it to be a scramble game. And then I think the biggest thing is, is, is what you're going to do with your protector. Are, are you letting them come out? Because if you're letting them come out, I, I listened to, uh, oh, on one of those NABCs, it was the guy from Louisville. And they, you know, he runs the one, two, two press. Right. Well, and so does Jay Wright. Well, to me, you have to have, there could be three people that are in charge of the basket. Right. In a possession. And that's tough. That's tough. Yeah. Now, you're not, you're going to get more steals that way. And then I think you have to have trapping rules. Um, you know, Tom Davis, you know, you've been up, you were up in that area. Yeah. He was one trapping out. Our rules are um, if the, once the ball hits the middle, over the top of us, we're done. And but number two, we will allow our kids to trap all the way up the sideline if it never crosses over. And then they, we should be chasing them when they're dribbling up with their left hand. So, um, and then can you live with giving up a layup? And then um, that's hard for me. That's hard. For this me. is I, I've got a math teacher that was a head coach. She's one of the best coaches that ever been around, and she's the one that came up with this word seamlessly there's that part where you move from your press into your defense. Right. That, that, that's where open threes happen. Layups and then you, you, at the, in the boys game, I can tell you for that. That's that, that's the reason a lot of people in our league don't do it because it, it's that millisecond that it's open oh, and they'll shoot oh, yeah. it. The guys will shoot it in a second. Yeah, like right. It. And it's, yeah. and those are great ways to get, I mean, sometimes you, those are great ways to get shots. Um, get good and, and that's what I said. Open um open looks now and then the other thing about pressing is we we run an adjustable man-to-man -man, but have you do you struggle sometimes some kids think that pressing means that you play hard in the full court press and then you stop you can press in your man-to-man -man in the half court right get out and deny and, right. and make it tough so yeah i almost what i've almost had to do is give it a call even though it doesn't really change anything like cheetah or something just so in their minds they're thinking you know we're doing you know let's say the full court is red and then all of a sudden we're in cheetah well basic our, our normal half is so it, it's a playing mind games with them that we're in cheetah come on get up the line kind of thing or something well and you do and i think you have to have um and, and then you know the thing about here here's one thing that happened to us one time is we we had a time where I think what what happened is well we went up one one time and our kid didn't know we had gone up one so really you want to get out of the press at that time and get back and play man to man solid and hell she went up and tried to rake her or tried to trap or something and foul and we wow. ended up losing on the free throws and then I I would say um, I learned something on the um, from Bill Self this year, he did it. He did a deal you might tell your listeners about. Self perspective. It's on the KU website. Is that the website? It's called Self Perspective. It's on the. It's on the. Uh, Kansas. Yeah, K okay. University of Kansas website. Okay. He breaks down like, I think there's eight episodes. So the first game he breaks down is 
when we and when I say we, I'm a KU guy. Okay. We beat Duke at Omaha in overtime to go to the to go to the Final Four. And one of the reasons we did is our kid got an open three because somebody gambled in the last 10 seconds. Right. And went for a steal. Play, you have to play solid on la- in the last 10 seconds. Okay. They, he, and he has a rule that he talks about. Okay, I'll watch that, self-perspective. Uh, but, but, uh, and then another thing that I watched yesterday on the treadmill that I thought was unbelievable, and you've probably already seen it, of course, I watched the last dance, but uh, on ESPN Plus, they have a deal, and I and I, I the, the name escapes me, but uh, episode eight yesterday was it started with Hannah Storm and Phil Jackson broke down the triangle offense in the Utah game. Okay, ninety eight. They they've got the whole thing broken down, and Steve Kerr comes on and talks, and then it's and it's so hard to take him seriously. But Dennis Rodman talked about the triangle. It was unbelievable. And I can't remember what it's called. People underestimate Dennis Rodman. Yeah. They yeah. really he, he, he put on an act. To, to it, was, it was. It was marketing 101. I tell, I tell people. It was marketing. Yeah. I mean, seriously, he's smart. Like, everyone know. Otherwise, you don't know who Dennis Rodman is. If he yeah. doesn't. I just, I just don't understand how, com- how it's comfortable to wear that earring right there. I don't even. I don't you know, know, on his lip. But, but he was but like that, the best rebounder maybe to ever play the oh, game. Oh, no doubt. No and, doubt. And it's like. And the reason people knew him, otherwise Scotty Pippen, like people like, obviously people know Scotty more now because of this, but it's like, and he was a top 10 player in the league at the time. But people were talking about Rodman. They weren't talking about Pippen. Right. Um, that, that right any parting words for, 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 <laughs> I'll put all this stuff in the show notes and your contact stuff. And yeah. Um, you know, I just think I'm a big believer in, you have to you have to have solutions for your kids. Yeah. And you know, pressing's not for everybody, but you better be able to break a press. What I what I would say, what I would say too is the first thing you need to do is is be able to have a press offense and break a press. Because when I first started coaching, our middle school wanted us to put in their put in a press board. Right. Well, they they had 15 practices. Right. I said, all right, get in your press break. They hadn't put a press break in. Right. <laughs> um, you know, um, so right. I just oh. think you have to be able, and, and the, I would say the other thing is, is, you know, you can run, you know, you, you can press without doing them, doing it multiple ways, but I do think you have to give different looks. Um, you have to give lots of different looks. Yeah. I think so. Um, so yeah, so I'll put all your, I'll put all your stuff in the show notes. Thank you, coach. I appreciate it. Yeah. And I'm doing, um, I think I've got an out-of-bounds presentation. I'm let's, let's plan on that. Let's plan. Hey, everybody. I hope you're enjoying the podcast. Make sure you subscribe, like. Um, we love those. Um, and send me an email, steve at teachhoops.com. Tell me what you want to hear in the future. Also, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Have a great day. Sports Social Podcast Network.